whatever part you play in the work of God, whatever part you play in the vineyard, do it well. Do not compare your results to others. Do not compare what you're expecting your result to be with others. God's plan for your, God's result for your work is different. I am Nain Isa and this is the Edify Rants podcast. Each week, I and my guests have engaging conversations on faith, life, and everything in between. If you know me, you know I love to run. So let's put that into good use. You're about to listen to almost 100% unscripted and unfiltered discussions. Enough of the long talks. Grab your headphones and let's get straight into it. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode. Today's another woman. Wonder Woman Wednesday, and I'm I'm here oh. with the wonderful person. I love her introduce herself to y'all. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everyone. My name is Naomi. Please don't listen to what Naren has been saying. I'm just oh, well. a simple girl that has been helped by Abba. I'm so mm. excited to be here. Steve, I, see. I yeah, do anybody. hope... See, sorry for interrupting, but anybody that says a simple girl helps by Ava, you should know that this is not a like it's not simple in any way. Like, they've, they've done things, they've been through things, so like for them to say helps by Ava, you should know. Please, sorry. please. <laughs> sorry, like I said, I'm just a simple girl that has been helped by Ava. I'm excited to be here to share my knowledge of what he has blessed me with to share. I do hope we'll all be blessed and we'll all learn something. All right? Thank you. <laughs> so before we get into it, is there any book you're reading? Yes, there is. Care to share? Joy- yes, Joyce Meyer's The Secret to True Happiness. I love that mm. book. I love that book. Like... I've not gone far because of school and stuff, but from reading, from the chapters I've read, I've realized that life is really in the little things. Life is simple. We stress ourselves while straining our own lives by putting so much pressure, wanting to do everything by ourselves, when there is a God that just wants us to lean on him, that just wants us to trust him, that just wants us to put him in our plans and everything is going to go well. But we keep stressing ourselves trying to do everything on our own, right? We make plans and not put him in it. Like, you get, take time to watch the sunrise, take time to watch even dead leaves, take time to just look at things around you and just enjoy it. And to be honest, it has changed my perspective in a lot of ways. One of my favorite quotes right now is, life is in the little things. Take time to enjoy the little things. Yeah. If we go five years back, yeah. Okay. Okay. Between five years back, what would you tell mm. her? A message, an encouragement, something like that. If I were to see her five years back, yeah, I'll tell her, you are a strong girl. Don't let whatever people are saying get you down. Five years ago, I had a very terrible moment, so I'm going to tell myself. What this woman is saying right now is not true. Whatever they are saying is not true. If you see yourself five years from now, you'll be impressed. Guy, you're going to storm the world. So just calm down and go through the process. She gets. 
That is what goes to tell her she is strong. It's it's definitely the Holy Spirit that made me ask these questions because like the people have been asking these questions. I mean, it's a bit like some deep deep words. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> now, let's go to the future. Let's go to the future. Five years from now. Yeah. <laughs> what will you tell? Five now? years from now. Five years from now. Five years from now. What will I tell Naomi? Mm. All your efforts, all your efforts have paid off, and they are mm. still paying off. Thank mm. you for paying the price at the right oh time. My. That is what I, I love that. myself. I love that. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you so much. So now let's let's we are studying the no, if I say studying it's sounding too formal. We are we are, yeah. are ranting <laughs> about the woman at the well. Yes. True. So we want to want to learn and unlearn if there are things to learn and unlearn from life it's in john chapter 4 yeah 4 to 42 4 to 42 thank you so much yeah so can you like give us a quick summary okay 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 while i started four Mm. things four things came to mind right i'm going to start with when jesus had to go to go back to galilee and he had to go passed through Samaria, right? And then he settled, mm. he had to stop at Sikar to rest. Mm. If Jesus could be tired, if Jesus could be tired, you can be tired too. So okay. don't feel bad. Don't feel bad when you get tired. It is part of it. But guess what? Even in your tired state, if you're available, God is going to use you. Mm. If you're available, God is going to use you. Look at what Jesus did. He was tired, but he still had to go to that town, right? And mm-hmm. a whole town, a whole town was evangelized by a tired Jesus. A whole town was evangelized by a tired Jesus. So if you are tired, tell God, but still avail yourself and he will use mm-hmm. you mightily. That's number one. And number two, Jesus stopped at a well, right? And then the woman came and met him there. Sometimes... You get to where you're supposed to go to, right? But your assignment has not yet come. Wait, your assignment will come. Don't think that you're just there to waste time. Wait, your assignment will come. As far as it was God that directed your steps there, your assignment will come. Now, the other part of the story, right? Those are the first two lessons, first things I got. The whole story of this woman, to me, is the story of how so many of us came to Christ. First, Jesus said, can you give me a drink? Can I have a drink? I see it as God talking to the disadvantaged me, right? Let me use my own story. Like I said, I found Jesus last year and became serious with him early this year. Forgive me, (laughs) right? God says, can I use you? Can you give me you? Remember, this woman is a Samaritan woman. She's disadvantaged on every level. That is how most of us were when we came to Christ. We're disadvantaged on every level. She was a woman. Women back then were so, they didn't have a place in society. She was a Samaritan. As far as Jews are concerned, Samaritans are not human beings. They're not people to relate with. That's how some of us are. The world has dealt with us. We've done so many wrong things. Like, we are so not worthy of God's grace. But he says, can I use you? Jesus said, can I have a drink? And then we tell him, right? Like she replied, she said, How can you ask me for water? You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan. 
That is what most of us tell God. How can you say you want to use me? Me that is dirty. Me that is this. Me that is that. Do you get? We give him all the excuses as to why he cannot use us. But then God tells us, if only you knew. Jesus told her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now, God will tell you, you now, for me, when I was telling him I cannot be used by him, I'm worthless. He said, if only you know what I see in you, if only you know what I can do with you. That's what Jesus told this woman. If only you knew who was asking for this drink, you would even ask him to give you living water. You now that God is talking to you and telling you he wants to use you, if only you knew what he really sees in you, you will lay yourself down. You will lay yourself down and just submit yourself. Give yourself up to him, right? Mm. And then she still didn't agree. She said, you have nothing to draw with. And the well is what? Deep. You have nothing to draw with. Most of us, we tell, we tell God, I have nothing to offer. What do you want to, like, what part of me do you want to use for your work? What part? I have nothing to offer, right? And then Jesus told her he has water that nobody else can give. He has what nobody else can give. Now, most of us prefer to run around, run around in circles and circles. Every single thing we've tried to fill the void, every single thing we've tried to have peace doesn't satisfy. Now God is telling us he has something to give us that will satisfy us. And we're telling him, how sure are you? I have tried this thing. What I'm about to give you, what I'm about to transform you into, will never have to come back to this thing you use to find peace. We'll never have to come back to this thing. I will feel that void. That's what I'm seeing here. A woman who did not know, did not understand the gift of God. I see myself in her story. A Naomi did that, did not understand what God was about to use her for, what God was about to use her to do, so she was running up and down in circles. And then after God has told us everything, he's, he won't tell us everything. He'll just tell you how he's going to give you peace, how he's going to fix you. And then she got to a point where she now said, so I give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming back to draw water. That is how some of us were. That's how some of us are. That is how some of us were. Like me now. When I finally told God, fine, I want this peace you, you want to offer. You are offering mm. me. I want this joy. Just fill this void. Right? Mm. Jesus, do you know what Jesus now did? <laughs> From that moment, he said, go and call your husband. <laughs> like, he started exposing everything she was trying to hide. Mm. Everything she wanted to hide. Jesus, Abba did that for me. When I finally surrendered myself to him, he started exposing everything, everything, everything that I tried to hide from the world. Now, it is scary at first when you realize that there is a being you cannot see that knows you better than you. It's scary. No human being wants to be vulnerable. Now, Take a pause and look at it. Jesus' disciples were not there. Jesus' disciples were not there. They went to buy food. 
his followers were not there. When Jesus is ready, to, when Abba is ready to walk on you, he will take out every distraction. Everything that is going to stop you from being honest with him, he's going to take it out. On so many accounts, we've seen where the disciples have tried to stop people from coming to Jesus. Now, some of us feel bad and feel guilty because the standard the Christian world has provided for us makes us feel like we are not good enough and we'll never hit, we'll never hit that mark. So God has to sometimes take out, he has to clean out all those, those, those standards that have been set. The disciples had to not be there for that woman to be honest. So for us to be honest with God sometimes, for you to be honest with God sometimes, he has to take out those standards. He just has to, it's just you and him talking and relating, right? And then she now said she has no husband. And then he told her, you're right. You know how the conversation went, right? Mm. He exposed her vulnerabilities. And then do you know what she did next? She now decided to change the topic like most <laughs> of us like to do. Obviously. When God is ex exposing our vulnerabilities, when, when we're no longer comfortable with all the with all our dirt that he's trying to wash away we decide to what turn his attention to something that doesn't even concern us but you know what jesus did even in answering her question he still drew her mind to what was important worshiping mm -hmm. the father in spirit and in truth that was what she needed for where she was going to it's the place of worship did not matter God, Jesus told her, the place of worship does not matter. The true worshippers of Christ, the true worshippers of God, worship him in spirit. When we are trying to take God's attention away from what he wants to do in us, when we are trying to ask him what doesn't even concern us, even in our, permit me to use this word, even in our very nonsensical questions, he still draws our mind back to what is important, back to what is necessary for where he is taking us to. That is how I see it. And then when he answered the question, she said, I know that the Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. So at this point, she still did not even know she was talking to Jesus. And then for some of us, we'll, st we'll still get to the point where we do not know who we are talking to. We still don't understand the sovereignty and the weight and the power that this God carries. When he was telling her the place of worship, he said, you Samaritans worship what you do not know, but we Jews worship what we know, right? Paraphrasing, forgive me. But then we, some of us, are, some of us in our early work walk with God, we think we have grasped his fullness, but then he tells us, you have not seen anything yet. And I will be like, okay, when, when I get to this point, I know certain things will be revealed. When I get to this point, I've experienced God in And then he tells us, it is me. I am he. I am here. And then I still see this verse as, you know, because of where, we, where Christianity is in our society right now, we attach God's presence to feelings. If you don't feel this type of way, that means God is not working. If you don't feel this type of way, that means you're not submitting to God enough. You get people attach the presence of God and the doings of God to feelings. But then he said, I am he. She said, when Jesus comes, he'll make everything clear to us. And he said, I am he. 
Don't wait till you have that feeling, till you feel those butterflies in your stomach to know that God loves you, till you feel, till you fall on. I'm not saying encounters are not good. Encounters are beautiful. But if the encounter is not there, believe. Believe that he's working. Have faith. He is there. It is him. Yes. That, that difference you feel inside you, that voice you're hearing in your head, it's the one that is calling you. Yes, it is his own. Answer it. He is there. Stop waiting to feel some type of way. It is him. He is there. Right? And then when he was done, when he said, I am the one speaking, I am he, right? Then the disciples returned. And then they were surprised to see Jesus talking to a Samaritan, to a Jew. Sorry, to a Samaritan woman. How was double offense? She was a Samaritan and a woman. And then even though they had the question in mind, they wanted to ask, right? But none of them had the mind to open their mouth and ask, saying, um, why is he talking to her? Who is she? Who gave you the permission? That is the thing. It has painted another part of the Christian body. Forgive me, but we have a lot of people in the Christian body who feel like there are people that are not worthy of God's grace. There are people who are not worthy of God's forgiveness. But then they don't have the mind to say it to your face. They'll be thinking it in their hearts. If the disciples were there, this woman, they would not have allowed this woman to talk to Jesus. Now they are back and they, don't, they can't talk, but they are still asking the question in their mind. That means those kind of people will be there. When Abba starts to use you for what he wants to use you for, when Abba starts to fix you, there are people who will definitely question why he is using you, why it had to be you of all people. But it doesn't matter. He didn't seek nobody's opinion to fix this woman. He's not seeking anybody's opinion to fix you. So then we got to the point where the disciples, and they were wondering what why god why jesus had to be talking to her of all people it had to be a disadvantaged person this person that is not worthy this person that does not deserve to talk to them we're going to have people like that you mm. will encounter people who feel like you are not good enough but when abba's work for you abba's will for your life will never be decided by other people's opinions people will always talk for Abba's will for you will never be will never be decided by other people. Now, he said the part where he said the disciples are reaping what others have sown. In the ministry of God, everybody has his part. So for some people they will sow, for some people they will reap. It is not up to you just because you gave a word. Nobody answered your altar call, or only one person that happens to be one 12 year old child that answers your altar call does not mean it was not God that sent you. And you that is having 1,000 people answering your altar call does not mean it is your seeds that you're harvesting. Who knows? In those 1,000 people now, maybe you have not even sown any seed, or your own is just five inside. You get so. She, the Bible said she left her altar jar. Now, before then, it said, I said, um, whatever part you play in the work of God, whatever part you play in the vineyard, do it well. Do not compare your results to others. Do not compare what you're expecting your result to be with others. God's plan for your, God's result for your work is different. And you that is winning so many souls, 
do not make it look like it is you that the hand of God is upon. You may be reaping other people's results. You may be reaping other people's seeds. Now, the next part said, she left her water jar and went into the community and said, telling people about Jesus. And that is the power of Jesus in a person's life. She left her water jar. She came to do the usual, the normal things she does every day. That is the same thing we do. We go back to do the same things that do not give us lasting peace, that do not give us lasting satisfaction. But by the time we encounter the mercy of Jesus, we leave those things and begin to what? chase after the father's work we begin to tell other people you know there's this excitement that comes with knowing jesus for the first time experiencing him for the first time you can't keep your mouth shut you always want to tell others now this is the same thing that happened to someone she left her water jar that's the same thing that happened to me i left all those things that used to give me temporary satisfaction that gave me temporary peace that filled the void for a while and i started what following Jesus. I started telling people about Jesus in any way I could. Now, do you notice to the village, she was not telling them repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Just mm. one line. Just one line. She said, come see a man that told me all I ever did. Guy, you mm. don't need a deep message. You don't have a deep message. You don't, you don't always need a deep message. You just need what? Your story. Sometimes your story, how you found Jesus. It's mm. just what you need to say. And multitudes will come to Christ because of it. You don't always need that, 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 That's to me, like I keep emphasizing the power of testimony. Like you get testimony. Like See, God has done something for you. Don't keep it to yourself. See, people out there, I keep saying it. Like, want to hear uh, come to Jesus. Yes, you can say those parts, but like they want exactly. to see results. They want to see results. So you know. Tell them something. Yes. Like, it. It they don't want to. Bad. Like it might be, you know, a, a, a secret that Jesus exposed or something. Something something bad he brought you out of. But someone Tell them how he saved you. Yeah, somebody is going through that particular thing and wants to hear, wants to know. You get exactly. Exactly. You can relate. You can, you know, that kind of thing. Thank you. As in, they don't want to know how... He fed the 5,000. How did he replicate it in your own life? How did he provide for you? How did he feed you? She gets, they said, your history, his story. Your history is his story to the world. Jesus takes a mess and makes it a message. The mess you're trying to hide is his message to the world. She gets, that was what he turned this woman into. This mess of a woman. He turned her into a message. A tired Jesus took a mess of a woman and turned her into a message. Now, ah. just that line brought people to Christ. Just that line brought people to Christ. And when they came, God, Jesus continued the work. Now your own is to just what? Plant the seeds. Just avail yourself. He will use you and he will finish the work. That is it. Mm. Because at the end, the people said, we no longer believe because of what you said. We now believe because we have met him for ourselves. We've heard mm. him for ourselves. Do your part. Jesus will do the rest. Do your part and Jesus will do the rest. Last, and last. You, last. <laughs> you, just, you just brought something to my mind. In fellowship in school, I think yeah. one, of, one of our fellowship leaders were making us mm. understand that, um, okay, we used to go, we have, we have chapel activities like in the evenings, Wednesdays and Fridays. So yeah. the, the, the fellowship leader that was making us understand that you must not necessarily drag your roommates. Come, let's go to church. Uh, or like, you, you're not supposed to like force the person. 
you just saying it. You planted that seed. Just allow the Holy Spirit continue from there. You get exactly. just, just, just. Say we need to understand it. The kingdom of God is not in competition. We're not competing for. <laughs> just do your own and go. Do your exactly. own and go. You get so. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, number one, whatever state you are, your tired state, your messed mm. up state, if you are available, Abba is going to use you. Mm. Number two, do not compare your results with anybody. The kingdom of God, we are not in a competition. We are doing the work of our Father. And as far as you are doing, do not feel too highly of yourself and do not feel too lowly of yourself. Abba is using you. Be happy about that. And number three, Jesus can take any mess, any mess, and make it a message. That is even the, the standout thing for me here. He takes a mess. He takes every mess that is given to him and turns it into a message. That is all I have to say. Thank wait, you so wait, much. Wait, I, guys, I asked Naomi for summary. Naomi used more than 20... Was it up to... But like she used nothing like 15 <laughs> minutes to do for me summary. We said Naomi give us Naomi did all the ranting. Guys, I'm not ranting today again. I'm so sorry. I've I've learned a lot. See, like there are things that she said that I did not even see in this scripture. That's why I was talking to my friend the other day. We all have like the Holy Spirit comes to us in different ways. Like exactly. the Bible, like we can I can read a particular verse right now. The thing I will mm. get from it, like, like you will get something very different from it. So, like another thing, one more advice: have like mm-hmm. you know, Bible study partners. You guys should. It's true. Let's tell them. <laughs> <laughs> we used to be Bible study partners. <laughs> you know, you know, guys. Precious dumps me. Like she, she dumps me. Did I, did I dump you? No, anyway, it's not like I, that. I forgive you. See, like we we we're, we're doing. Bible study was it 4 a.m. We used to wake up, before. yeah. 4 a.m. Like, oh my god, like we're not staying in the same place, so she's in Kaduna and we just like threw our phones, so wake up. like oh my god, it used to be so nice. We can start it again, though. I don't mind, right? Please, we need to <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later, of Actually, course. I think, I think we've said we've said enough. As we've said, exactly. like, as we said earlier, the Holy Spirit will do the remaining, true, he will do the remaining. <laughs> yes exactly so thank you thank you so much thank you so much thank you thank you thank you for having me behind you guys know what happened behind the scenes before all these things happened today but through he came through he came through thank you so much thank you for having me today so apart from like everything we've said today is there any other thing like anything you think you are you have you're led to you know share with us huh. let me see <laughs> let me see huh. holy spirit do you have anything to tell them again? <laughs> we all started from somewhere mm. all started from somewhere even the best of us started from somewhere and because you have come to jesus and you've given him everything you're laying you've not given him everything don't think you've given him everything you are still withholding some things. It's mm. a journey. Becoming like Jesus is a journey. Don't beat yourself up because you fall at some point. It's okay to fall. He's there to raise you up. Just avail yourself. That is all that matters. 
rest and bask in his love and he will <laughs> use you to the what you even what you don't know you can do he will do you see yourself doing it's jesus we're talking about so <laughs> Thank you so much, Narine, for having me. We thank God. So, without no further ado, let us pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. Abba, thank you. Thank you for opening our eyes to your word. Thank you for the grace to share. Thank you for the grace. Another opportunity to tell the world of how you loved us. We pray that these words have planted seeds in people's hearts and we leave you to orchestrate the harvest however the harvest is going to be we leave it up to you to do it thank you for helping us to be vessels in your hands father continue to use us as you please in jesus name we pray amen i don't need to say anything again because there's nothing to say there is now a writer, a poet, a voiceover artist. I know you could tell from the way she was talking, so I'll put her Instagram link. You can find her. She's currently writing a story that I encouraged her to continue. So I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud of myself. So yes, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you were blessed. And... See you next week. I love you.